Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, Chase Thomas podcast. Recording this late on a Monday night. You know what that means? It means 49ers hubs. Evan Swords is here, Mister Evan Swords. How are you, good sir? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, so. Evan, I did something. I, I think I texted you the the picture uh, from from my Sunday, uh, my did. Sunday afternoon watching the Falcons game, right? And yeah. this was good because it was an escape for me from uh, from school stuff because it has been brutal <laughs> the last few weeks um, with finals and everything wrapping up here in grad school. And uh, I got it. I got away, and I was just like, I'm gonna clear my head. I'm just gonna go, and I'm just gonna get my notepad out. Old, my old trusty notepad, my legal pad, I should say. And I, I don't know if you are, I don't know if we've talked about this on air, off air, or whatever, but like I just have mounds and mounds of legal pads of all the stuff that I've just recorded on this these papers over the years. And we're looking at six to seven years. But one of the things I used to do a lot in my mid-20s um, was that like you would find me at an Atlanta bar just taking like finding my spot with my laptop and my messenger bag and uh taking notes on the game i needed to see and just get away and i, I was not the social one i was just sitting there taking notes people would always be like what are you doing and it was just a delight for me to have like the the background noise around me while i'm just watching uh the game that i want to watch and eating some some bar food and that's what i did on sunday afternoon and it uh it was it was great man i uh it was a nice uh get away for a couple hours and the Falcons obviously won, but like just in my little space where no one, like it was just, it was bliss. I got, it, it was exactly what I needed there. Therapy wise, uh, for Sunday. Cause I'm glad the Falcons did not end up, uh, imploding, but it was, it was so nice. That's how I just love, love, love watching my, uh, my sports teams in general. It's just like, that's always been my bread and butter. Um, what about you? What was your, weekend like for and i imagine you don't watch games the way i do no i don't um (laughs) i i but i also i think i love that there's kind of a love affair with you with you and the way you do it it's very romantic Mm -hmm. uh, how you watch football and i can appreciate that um you know i'll tell you this this is the complete opposite for the duck game Mm -hmm. you know watched it with some friends had Mm -hmm. some fun very relaxed uh for the niners game I swear to God, Halo just came out, right? I I believe and, you. And it's uh, you know, it's been a pretty popular game. All you know, we all used to play it when we were growing up mm-hmm. twenty years ago. Yeah. Uh, and so I, you know, I bought, I built a computer. I've been playing a lot of Halo, and then <laughs> I was playing Halo, and I had the game on one monitor because mm-hmm. you know, I stream everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I got and I got the the Halo on the other, and you know, I'm watching the game. As it starts, I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop playing. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to keep keep playing. And I played Halo and watched the game the whole time. It was a, it was honestly one of, like, my more enjoyable games because I was playing Halo, which is fun, super enjoyable. And they were just, you know, it was a great, great football game. The Niners-Vikings game was a good football game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was weird. Uh, poor friend of the pod, Eric Thompson, that poor guy. I, I don't know how Vikings fans are getting through this every week. They are incapable of playing a, a normal football game. That uh, that team is not not the least bit capable 
of uh of doing so and the the jimmy discussions are never going to end um they're just they're never going to end uh i saw um i think it was it might have been sam monson or steve palazzola i forgot which of the the pff nfl show quote tweeted this stat of like um some some early numbers i think it was maybe it was yards per attempt that they were doing um no, I know what it was. It was big time throw percentage, and Jimmy is second worst of all the quarterbacks who, uh, uh, like, have had the opportunity to have big time throws downfield. Uh, the only person who has thrown less big time throws this season is uh, Daniel Jones, um, but only two spots ahead of him is uh, Tua, and he was like that. My Tua comp feels uh, pretty good right now, and that's interesting. If Tua's uh, ceiling is a Jimmy Garoppolo type um, in the NFL. Big difference but, there, though. Mm. One one big contextual point you're missing out. Well, it's not me. I'm just uh, I'm 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 the messenger. I'm re- relaying the information that I saw on Sunday. Right. Stats have context, though, right? Mm-hmm. Relaying that, I, you, I still wouldn't call Tua and Jimmy the same. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy's significantly better. But I think the point here is is that Kyle Shanahan does not throw the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had three. Jimmy had three passes down the field this game, uh, one of which was a touchdown call back by an incredible pass that he made to Juwan Jennings from Tennessee. I don't yeah. know. I hope you saw that. Oh no, um, ball for life. Jawan Jennings is a is a legend here. He's he's still he's uh he's great. He had the the game winning Hail Mary catch against Georgia years ago. No, uh Jawan Jennings is is that dude. And he keeps finding his way on rosters, man. That dude is undrafted and keeps fighting and I feel like he was on the Niners a couple of years ago too, right? Hasn't he no, been I, off and on multiple times now? No, no. He, this is isn't this his rookie year? Or is this his second? No, 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 no. Jawan Jennings has been off and on the NFL for like four or five years now. He came what? out with jo- with Josh Dobbs. Sorry, what? He came out with Josh Dobbs. Like Jawan Jennings has been gone for a while. He's been fighting for spots on uh, NFL rosters for a little bit. I, really? Mm-hmm. Are we sure about that? He's, He's twenty four. Yeah. He was born in 97. Mm-hmm. 24. This has got to be at least year three of him fighting for roster spots. College career, professional career. Uh, Yeah, he was selected in the seventh round with the 217th overall pick last year. Was it last year? Yes. No, so he last year was two years. Yeah, so, okay, three. This is year three. No, this what 2020 draft. Okay, I guess 20, he was. I thought he left in 2018. Maybe he yeah. left in 2019. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Scared me there. Um, I think he got injured last year, though, and was mm-hmm. out at the end of the season. Um, but either way, he's played well. Um, and, you know, with Debo and Kittle getting, you know, double teamed and stuff like that, he's definitely seeing that. Um, but, no, I mean, to your, the point I was just trying to make, though, is, like, Jimmy's passes downfield yesterday looked incredible. And... He never gets the opportunity. Even when he does well, which people say he cannot do, they, you know, Kyle still doesn't let him throw down the field. He wants to use George Kittle as a blocker. He wants to use Debo Samuel as a runner. It, basically anything other than throw the ball. Yeah. Um, well, walk us through the weirdness, and I'll get into the Falcons and just everything that's just so weird and depressing about the, the second place in the NFC South. Atlanta Falcons um, and a quickly just horrendous NFC South, uh, I might add. But um, what uh, what did you see in the Niners game? What uh, what did Jimmy show you? What did uh, what did you see across the board on both sides of the ball and how you were able to beat a feisty 
feisty Minnesota Vikings team. And also, you told me you weren't a playoff team. Playoffs start today. Guess who's in the playoffs? The Six 49ers. Or six seed. Yeah, I honestly, dude, it doesn't make – listen, it doesn't make sense. I told you weeks ago that this was happening. But I, like I said, I have been saying for a long time that the NFL makes no sense. Mm-hmm. This year is good. I've said specifically that this year, I think a team that none of us expect to win is going to win because, you know, the, the Chiefs lost four in a row for five games, right? Mm. Um, now they've won the four Bills, in a row. Yeah, the, the Bills lost to the Jaguars, right? Mm. Things are making no sense. Um, but, you know, I think today or yesterday, one, the one thing that I really want want to focus on as a 49ers fan is I think that 49ers fans and you know usually fans in general are just insane mm. and I think I think their expectations are crazy you know like yesterday right Jimmy has three really bad drives the first three drives of the game mm-hmm. and you have fans dunking all over him <laughs> like I mean just like I told you he's trash he's garbage this man sucks we need to get rid of him bench him you know and then Jimmy comes back and has eight absolutely incredible drives, looks amazing, just dealing the ball, converting on third down, having those, like, you know, four-hour-long drives like he's been doing lately, and they win the game. And, I, you know, I don't know about you because you've, you've been watching Matt Ryan for a long time. Mm. But I feel like that a lot of the times in the NFL when a quarterback has those first three terrible drives, not a lot of quarterbacks make it back from that. You know, when a quarterback struggles really early on, like you look at Stafford throwing two picks in two different games and then throwing a pick yesterday, usually they don't come back from that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really commendable that Jimmy is able to do that. Um, but he did. He looked really bad in the beginning of the game. I don't know if it was, you know, the looks that uh, the team was showing and the Vikings were showing or what, you know, what it was. But, you know, he, he got back into a groove. And, you know, once again, they're using Debo. They're using Ayuk. I have a huge problem right now. You know, I think this podcast, you know, if anybody even pays attention to who I am or what I say, I think during the 2019 season, you've heard me say it a bunch, right? I was like, if they don't, like, start throwing the ball more, like, they don't get comfortable throwing the ball, there's going to come a time in the playoffs or whatever where they're going to need to throw the ball and they never do it and the quarterback's not going to be comfortable or ready to do it. Happened in the Super Bowl. They lost our, you know, on a what seemed like a layup, you know, deep pass to Emmanuel Sanders. And it kind of feels like another version of that is happening again. George Kittle is arguably one of the most dynamic pass catchers in the NFL. Maybe, period. When the ball is in his hands, plays are made. But Kyle is sitting there going... It's more important for me to use him as a blocker so that I can implement my god-tier running scheme, which, to his point, Elijah Mitchell is, like, the best running back in the NFL right now when he plays. Um, but, like, they're just not getting George Kittle the ball, and it doesn't make sense. Like, it, do, it seems like for him it's one or the other, right? He gets two targets, like he did this game. You know, like, like that's it. Like, he can only block. Because if, if he's not blocking, whatever. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm appreciating three games in a row. I'm appreciating beating a good Vikings. I'm appreciating being the sixth seed in the NFL draft. Or, excuse me, in the NFL playoffs. But I'm just curious, what is going to happen? They do make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the team goes, and they have a good enough defense, right? Because a lot of these teams lately haven't had a good defense. Mm-hmm. They have enough defense to go, 
Well, the 49ers only run the ball, so we're going to make Jimmy Garoppolo pass, and guess what? He hasn't had to do it all year. I don't know about you. I can't say for football because I'm not that type of athlete, but if I don't do a certain lift in the gym, if I don't do bench, if I miss it and skip it week in and week out, and then you go and I have to go compete, and you go, I need you to do bench. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm always ready to go. I don't know about you. I just just I'm rocking them out. Yeah. But like I like I don't want this to just be a thing where I just like speak. Like I, I'm genuinely curious about your thought process. They're like, do you, does that make sense to me? Should I be complaining about the 49ers while they're on a three game win streak and seemingly being able to run at will? I mean, no. This is part of it. It's just like you have a different perspective than other people um, because not everyone else, uh, if you're not a fan of the 49ers, you're not watching them week in, week out. It's just, it was one of those things with Tennessee, especially with just that like people were not buying into the hypo stuff early on. Um, The numbers were there, but it was just that like no one was making the time to watch Tennessee, Kentucky or Tennessee Pitt or Tennessee, South Carolina. Um, But if you watched it, you're like, oh, this offense translates across the board and this does this and um, this is going to be this and I don't know how you prepare for this. And like, there were all these little uh, just flashing lights of just like, hey, this is this is coming. This is coming down the pike. And like for you, you're like, hey, I'm watching this team every week. This is how this is working right now. I understand from the outside looking in that this uh, this looks good. But I'm telling you, we have this huge caution sign uh, just coming in, in. It's inching closer and closer. And I see it. Niners fans see it. But like, I just we feel guilty because it's like it's still cool that we're we're moving in the right direction we're on the verge of the playoffs all that kind of stuff so I think it's okay to have that perspective and I think it's just honest about uh, the state of your team and not pretending that the sky is not falling and just being honest about like what's going well and what uh, really scares you it's just that like it's the thing that Cleveland Browns fans seem to be avoiding with Baker Mayfield where it's like uh, he's injured and then it's like well okay then he's bad we need to pull him no he's he's good enough to play then you should play and it's like okay what are we doing here um I don't know I think that's I think it's fine I I think you're in the clear here I just I also like I just don't understand why everything has to be so all or nothing like Mm. why is George Kittle only getting two targets like and you know I have some guys that watch film that are watching the 49 they play a clip where Jimmy completely misses Kittle, who's wide open. Mm. But, you know, they also have basically a free rusher coming from the left side. He's looking to the right, He, you know, and he just gets rid of the ball. He did totally miss Kittle, but, like, they're like, this is why he doesn't throw the ball to George Kittle. It's like, eh. I don't know. I feel like there's context to everything. Either way, to sum it up, I'm always happy that the 49ers – uh, win a good game against a good team. I am very happy that Kirk Cousins, who hasn't been throwing an interception, threw one. And I'm even more happy, if not honestly probably the happiest, that Kirk Cousins tried to snap the ball from the guard position. Mm. You saw that, right? I did. Just this, the most hilariously Kirk Didn't Cousins he do thing. something weird like that a couple of years ago, though? When he was in Washington, I swear he had something. Oh, I know what it was. The snap. Remember where he he um he kneeled it instead or he spiked it on fourth down or something? What was that? He had the brain fart where he either I can't remember now if he either spiked it accidentally or he kneeled it accidentally on fourth down. I think it was one of the two. He has those weird brain farts every like 6 years. 
Um, what was it? Did he spike on fourth down? What was that? I gotta no, I look at this. Okay, I'm looking. Oh, he takes a knee instead of spiking it. That's what it was. December 26, yeah, yeah. 2015. Yeah, okay. So he's done that before. I, I thought he did. That's yeah, weird, I mean, man. I just, and I gotta say, you know, he's been playing really well, right? But he's like, been a top 10, maybe even top 8 quarterback this year. As a 49ers fan who he was like destined to come to the 49ers, yesterday's a good example of why I really don't, you know, I'm glad he's not there. Like, obviously, I, I think that, you know, you you miss on Watson and Mahomes and those are things you could have hoped for. But, like, I'm really glad they didn't get Kirk because it seems like Kirk Cousins is the guy that plays really pretty well in easy, manageable situations. And when, when you know, yesterday comes and they have an opportunity to win the game, mm-hmm. you know, they have to call a timeout on fourth down because he decides to try and sh- uh, snap the ball from the wrong person as if he hasn't been snapping a football from a center for, what, 30 years of his life? Mm. Interesting. What was the dynamic with him and Shani? Did they hug? Did they talk a little bit? Did they did they catch up? Did they have a charcuterie board laid out somewhere uh, on the sideline? How did that work? You know, honestly, I saw nothing. Okay. I, I, I honestly, no one really talked about it. But I think, you know, when you have Debo Samuel, who, you know, again, you know, another rushing touchdown, uh, absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, Nick Bosa got another sack. Um you know, Brandon Ayuk is seemingly fully out of the doghouse and back to who we were expecting him to be. Um, quietest three yard, 73 uh, catch, 70 whatever yard uh, game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have, uh, you know. Who's the running I, back going forward? It's Elijah Mitchell. He's okay. playing out of his mind. Okay. Uh, completely out of. So are we just like. we? Got hurt. Okay, but I mean, are we are we riding with Elijah Mitchell till the end? Are we just betting on him? Oh being no, no, no! Okay. He is he was the starter week one. Kyle, mm-hmm. That's who Kyle wanted, and he's the starter moving forward. Honestly, I you know Raheem Mostert. Shout out to him, but Raheem Mostert is literally in the position he was in because he benefited from the cycle of Shanahan running backs. Right, Matt Breida got hurt, so he came in, played well in the system. He got hurt. Elijah Mitchell came in, plays well in the system. It's, you know, it's the snake eating its own tail. This is just the circle of life. It's the wheel of time. And that is what it is. Are we going to miss Raheem Mostert? Absolutely. But Elijah Mitchell is playing out of his mind right now. There you go. Uh, We could do an entire podcast on this. We could literally do an entire podcast on this. But Raheem, Raheem Mostert, at his peak, was the best running back in the NFL statistically while he was playing. They, you know, you see the stats of better than Saquon, better than Derrick Henry, yada, yada, yada. And here we go, and Elijah Mitchell, same thing, pulling up the stats, the high, you know, ran the most yards and the games played, and that he's played where he wasn't injured. You know, stats are out of the world. Efficiency's out of this world. Are we just accepting that what Kyle does with running backs is this incredible now? Do we not even talk about it anymore? Yeah, it's just the this game. Like we've just he just figured it out. It's like the Utah Jazz and pick and roll offense in the NBA. They just figured it out, and it's just uh, that's just part of part of the game that they just mastered it. Checkmate. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan scheme checkmate at the NFL with uh, with running backs. Um, on the on the flip side, the Falcons with the Jags. Man, I wish we could play the Jacksonville Jaguars every week. This team is atrocious. This team is so bad. Um, across the board, and something to keep an eye on, Mr. Evan Swords. Guess what job just opened up this evening? 
Huh, what's that? Well, oh, multiple. <laughs> multiple, well, I guess. Some, uh, got, some opened up, some some got filled. Yes, this is the craziest college football coaching carousel of all time. Like, of all time. Um, there's no question. It And it's not even done yet. Um, but Notre Dame just opened up. The dream job for Urban Meyer just opened up with Brian Kelly going to LSU. But um, Wait, why is that the dream job for Urban Meyer? It's always been. Why? He's from the area. Why? He it, like every he grew up just like idolizing Notre Dame. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, Urban, that was always like the the big thing that Florida fans are worried about. Ohio State fans were somewhat worried about. Um, yeah, no, Urban, Urban loved loved uh, loves him some Notre Dame. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, the reason I said that. Um, because he said, yeah, he said uh, it's still my dream job a couple years ago. Um, but anyway, what I was getting to with that is just that, like, so the Falcons took care of the Jaguars. They got up big. Jaguars had some bad turnovers early. Um, Ryan missed a lot of balls in this one. He was off. He he was behind Kyle Pitts a couple times. He he targeted Olimide Zacchaeus on fourth down, or I guess it was on third down um, late in this one. And... They both ran a, a short slant uh, slant route, and Pitts was open, and he went to Zacchaeus, and it was just like one of those, the, I just, I can't fathom this kind of insanity. This is why this offense has scored 199 points this year. It's like, what are you even doing? Why are you, do, Zacchaeus is fine, but like, he should not be the target on that kind of play. Like, it was preposterous that, that and so they gave the Jaguars the ball back because they went to Zacchaeus when Pitts was open, and it's just... He misses Pitts. Um, Pitts, I'm surprised, doesn't show more frustration. That dude is a quiet. Uh, I'm just hanging out guy. Like he's he's just uh, he's good. He doesn't uh, he's not sweating anything right now. He had a crazy one handed grab in this one, which was just preposterous. But not uh, not loving the second half performance. They were just like riding through it after being up three scores and let the the Jags back into it. Um, Russell Gage continues to do just crazy stuff with the ball in space. Like he loves trying to jump over everybody. That but was really cool, by the way, seeing Russell Gage like doing his thing. Like I mean, it's exciting when he gets involved. He's, he's exciting like, when he has the ball in his hands. I would agree. Yeah. And he's also just kind of like always relegated to the back of the, you know, the depth chart almost. And it's like, I, I liked that. I, I saw that. I was like, oh, I bet that made Trace real happy. Oh, it does. It, it's happy and scary because he just does some crazy stuff. Um, but uh, Cordero Patterson is just an absolute stud. Just had over 100 yards in this one. Loved it. Um, but this team is five and six, Mr. Swords. And this team stinks. Like, let's just be clear. This team is awful. And they have a 104 points for and 308 points against. And they're on the out, like just on the outside looking in at the playoffs. This team belongs nowhere near the playoffs. Um, I guess you can make the case that like if Calvin Ridley was here the last couple weeks, the, the scoring is improved. But like the offensive line is not helped by Calvin Ridley. Um, I don't know what this looks like the rest of the season. Like that's just kind of an awkward conversation to have. It's just that like a lot of our playoff push is I think predicated on his return and what that looks like if he does return. Um, I, I just don't know. Um, so it's hard to forecast where the Falcons are going, but they're so Jekyll and Hyde where it's just having a, one of the all time worst two week stretches and then doing what they should have done against Jacksonville and beating the Saints now a month ago and um, the Saints now starting Taysom Hill and Cam Newton having the all-time stink bomb uh, this week too. Like, 
I don't know, man. I'm, I, I don't, I just know that this team's bad. I just don't know if there's room to get out of the badness. Fowler had a sack in this one. It was just like this all time great thing. Like, oh, great. Dante Fowler, he still exists. Getting revenge on his former team. Uh, the, uh, a lot the, of that going on today, by the way. Shout out to J, JD McKissick. Mm. Yeah. I mean, did you see the play dis, uh, differential between the, the Seahawks were recording this late on Monday? So the Monday Night Football is still going on, but the, the play, like, they've doubled them up, the, the Washington football team on, uh, on the Seahawks just an absolute mess I think you can write off the Seahawks I think this is it this is your bread and butter like here's 30 seconds for you stomp on the grave of the Seattle Seahawks Mr. Swartz because it's over three and eight this is it Russell Wilson he's out of here Pete Carroll out of here this is going to be a teardown you know what I will say is this and Mm. let me let me me be uh you know professional at first Mm. right Jimmy Garoppolo last year when he sprained two his ankle sprained twice. He came back early, hurt it again, played really bad. Everyone was saying Jimmy is washed, terrible, right? He's playing really well this year. They're doing better. Is this the end in a, in, in a you know, like, and does it have to be the end? No. I don't think it has to be the end. That's, the, that's what I wanted to say. Is it the end? Here's my 30 seconds. Absolutely. I think... Russell Wilson is a psychopath. And I think when fans are now watching him play this poorly and, you know, take seven-yard sacks, I think it's like a glass-shattering moment, right? Well, you know you're dating, like, that crazy girl. that You know, it's like a haunted house, right? I, and I think that's kind of – shout-out to 49ers fan uh, Dan Soder, who literally has this stand-up routine. But he's talking about how, you know, I, I'd all use the uh, – Make this a clip. Okay, this should be a clip. <laughs> Dan Soder, 49ers fan, basically explains that dating a crazy girl is like dating or is like moving into a haunted house. When you first look at it, right, it makes sense. You're like, oh, look, what great value. Look at all the space we got. This is great. But eventually, you know, blood starts like uh, oozing from the walls and things start shaking around and uh-huh. you're like, ah, oh, we got to get out of here. And when you, when you leave the house, you look and you're like, Oh, that place was freaking haunted. Mm. And I think, I think that's what's happening with, the, with the Seahawks and fans and Russell Wilson. Mm. He's an incredible football player, but when he doesn't play incredible, when he plays bad, I think it just, every single fan is like, Oh, this dude's nuts. Like Mr. Unlimited, like all of these tweets where he's like, do nothing impossible mr unlimited it's like you just threw for 72 yards in a football game sir Mm. like i'm loving it and we don't talk about it enough but Pete carroll and him clearly hate each other carroll's like 80 years old so you can't Pete carroll's probably gonna retire i think or does he keep going russell wilson definitely wants out of seattle and here's the best part they traded two first-round draft picks for Jamal Adams. The Niners traded three first-round draft picks for what could be, you know, a generational talent at quarterback. The Seahawks currently are slated for the number five overall draft pick. It will be going to the New York Jets so that they can have a linebacker that plays the position of safety couldn't get better it won't get better this is the seahawks collapse that i deserve because they have been beating the 49ers ass for a decade and i'm happy 
Mm. There you go. I like that. That was good. That was a good bit. That was a good bit. Um, we're going to take a quick break for a message from our sponsors. But we will be right back. And we're back. We're not back yet. That was three seconds. I can't find the clip for that. To do that. We're not back yet. Look at you getting out of yourself. Mr. Swords, we're, <laughs> let, let me handle the ads. What are we doing here? All right. We'll be right back. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're like, uh, and we're back, folks. But like, Mister Swords, you're like the the dude at the surprise party who just you're ahead of the game. Like you're over there, you you were up first before everybody else does the surprise. You're you're just chomping at the bit. You can't help it, right? Like, is that is that what I'm get, gleaming here? I uh, I just ruin happy things in general. No, you're not ruining any happy things. I, get I just little, think I get you get excited. excited. You do. I get excited. You know, I want to be involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You want to be involved. <laughs> You're like a puppy. Yeah, you're just, I, I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Well, let's hit some NFL stuff. Um, NFL expanding to... No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing the NFL expanding to 40 teams. But, um, so the Giants, Mr. Swords, they fired Jason Garrett. Um, they did not have their new OC available to the media, which is not allowed. Um, but shout out to the Giants for, for doing that this week. Um and then we get this report that the Giants wanted to fire Joe Judge after last year, but did not. And then they go out and beat the Philadelphia Eagles in one of the worst games um, I've seen in my peripheral vision in a long time. Um, I have no idea what to make of any of this, but uh, what 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 do you what do you make of the Giants right now? Are they turning the corner? Like what what happened against the Eagles? Like um, moving on from Jason Garrett, does that save some more jobs? Like what what do you make of the the current state of the New York Football Giants? I mean, they're just a terrible, terrible team. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what else to say at that point. They're just a terrible team, and the the, the Eagles are pretty bad, too. And I've But see, I'm seen, not sure about that. I just don't know what to make of the, the Eagles right now. Uh, the Eagles are exactly what I expect from a four- to five-win team, right? They can win some games, you know, whatever. But they're not a great team by any stretch of the year. I don't think they're great, but I it would not surprise me if they're a playoff team. I mean, that's the the NFC East has been birthing terrible playoff teams since like mm. before I was legally allowed to drive. So it's not really something that I'm surprised about. But, but I the all year long, once again, I'll say it again. I've said it on this podcast a million times. Mm. All year long, teams have been losing games that they have no business losing and teams have been winning games that they have no business winning. Mm. And I, I, the fact that the Eagles lost is not surprising. It is surprising that the Giants won, but, you know, we've seen good teams lose this year. Um, and who knows, right? Like, we watched the the Niners lose to the Seahawks before and the Colts. Um, and, you know, even the, the the Colt McCoy Cardinals, right? And we we're like, Goodness. oh, they're, they're terrible and they're, they're god-awful. And, the know, coach is leaving ready, for OU. I was ready to, to go play, you know, go watch – a Marvel movie in a movie theater instead of watching a football game. Did you like it, and by now, the way? Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, you liked it? Okay. Beautiful movie. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful movie. Okay. Um, But, you know, I, yeah, I, I think that, like, the Eagles could end up playing better. I, I don't think this is the end-all end all be-all for the Giants. But, my God, the Giants are terrible. Even winning that one game, they're just so bad. Like, when I see the Falcons, I can see a road to hope. 
I don't see a road to hope for teams like the Giants or the, the Seahawks. Like, I think it's going to take a couple years at least. Hmm. I the the Giants are just sneakily dysfunctional, and I just I think this is uh, this is bad, and I think they're they're headed towards a mass clean out situation uh this offseason but yeah the eagles just a dumb bad loss to this giants team um yesterday i don't know things are bad in the meadowlands um christian mccaffrey out for the year that cam newton line gets pulled for pj walker he gets booed uh that was one of the worst offensive line performances of any football team in a long time so part of it wasn't cam but part of it was cam um I don't I know, man. Did you watch that game? I watched the 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 sewn together clips and all the Cam Newton passes, and uh, is, that man was, was it, running for his life. Was he worth getting? I mean, because I mean, he was obviously exciting yesterday. He started out the game hot, wanted, scored another touchdown. You know, what did he look really that bad? Like a we need to bench him bad, or was it just like, hey, game's out of control. Let's just get him out of here. I mean, he was inaccurate. Like he was extremely inaccurate. But it was the combination of cam's worst inaccuracies combined with a terrible off an all-time terrible offensive line performance so it's just like the the two horrible things and it wasn't like pj walker was making a difference so um i don't know man i think the the they're imploding and i would not be like christian mccaffrey i just the running back stuff man what are we doing here and this was something i wanted to mention i was like i would have sold high on christian mccaffrey um before uh paying him it's just being like no what are we it's just the running back stuff is so sad, but it's just how many times do we have to see this, Evan? Like, how many times do we have to see these teams that pay these running backs and then immediately get burnt? Like, Saquon, what is he doing in New York this year? Christian McCaffrey, um, you just go up and down the list. Like, it's just, it's not a thing. You shouldn't do it. Stop doing it. And well, I, I think the big problem is that football teams make the mistake of drafting a running back early. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, with McCaffrey, right? They're like, okay, we're getting good value here, and then he plays really well. But then, so you feel obligated to pay him. I think the teams that draft the running back feel obligated to pay him. Mm-hmm. I don't feel as bad for the Panthers taking what they were right in taking McCaffrey. I disagree. He's, they were wrong because well, he's not available ever. Yes, I agree with that. But my point is, is what they were expecting from a talent level, they mm-hmm. were right about. You're I guess right. I'm a big availability guy. I'm a big right. uh, availability no, 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 guy. I know, I know, but you can't draft it with injury expectations unless they have like you know, like the Niners drafting Javon Kinlaw when like he had knee issues. Mm-hmm. There were teams that passed him because of the knee issues, right? Like that's a miss, mm-hmm. you know. But I have a bigger issue with the 49ers taking Trey Lance in the third round and drafting up to trading up to do so than I do the Panthers who seemingly, like, drafted McCaffrey because he got kind of, you know, slipped a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they were right in their in their evaluation of him as a talent, right? McCaffrey mm-hmm. was so much better in the NFL than I was expecting. But you're right. You can't, you can't stay healthy, and now you've just paid him. It's the, it's the Todd Gurley. Yeah. But, I mean, at least Todd Gurley gave you an MVP full season. At least he guided you to a Super Bowl. Like, right. I mean, at least you got that. They didn't even get that here, and it's already probably over. I, I don't know. It's sad, but it's just it's another one of those examples where not like most guys are not going to be Derrick Henry. Like just all almost all of them are not, and Derrick Henry just got hurt. Like it's right. just. Well, I think the Forty ers are a great example, even though they've got a scheme that nobody else will. Yeah. Of uh, you got to just draft late. 
use them to their advantage, find people with things like speed and intangibles, mm-hmm. and you got to just rotate them like out. The, I mean, the Falcons had a 100-yard rusher yesterday in Cordero Patterson. Former wide receiver Cordero ran for over 100 yards and has been our best running back this year. You can find these yeah. guys anywhere, man. Well, I mean, literally, in this case, you can because he wasn't even a running back. It's still wild to see 84 just out of the backfield. Uh, Mike Davis is awful. Wayne Gallman got some some looks here. But, yeah, no, Cordero Patterson's just a dude. He, he stiff-armed a dude into into the, the Earth's core in this game. So, big fan of that. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I love Cordero Patterson. He's keeping me emotionally invested this year as this has been one of the more depressing, boring Falcon seasons. Like, they're so painfully average that it's just I, – I just – I think a lot of it would be Ridley. Like if we got Ridley gauge and Pitts and Patterson behind the line, like this would be pretty fun, but uh, there's just this Taji sharp eliminate Zacchaeus uh, situation uh, out wide. A lot of times that's just uh, undermining. Let Mm -hmm. Let me tell you from personal experience, right? When Ridley becomes healthy and you have Pitts, do not settle on, uh, Anybody other than Keith Cordero, uh, you, you you can't settle these guys that you like, Russell Gage. No, you, you're going to need to draft a receiver. A oh, yeah. Higher. No, we're moving on. Like, Ridley, I'm out. Like, done. Like, we're moving. We're moving on. Yeah. Because this mean, contract's up after next year anyway. By the way, although I will say, Kendrick Bourne, one mm. of the best red zone receivers in the NFL right now. What I mean, I don't like talking about the Patriots, but we kind of have to, right? Eight and four looking like maybe the best team in the AFC right now. Um, the AFC is just, I, I don't even know how you, I mean, the, the Chiefs have also won four in a row, so we ha- we can't discount them. But um, are they now the favorites for you? Like, are, are, are you a believer at this point in the Pats? They mauled the Titans yesterday. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I am. You know, I got to say, it would made no sense when, when we saw Belichick playing poorly after spending all that money in free agency. But, like, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. Take some time, even for Bill. I, I don't know, man. That defense is playing lights out. Matt Judon is unbelievable. I, it's just so annoying, right? You, you you trade Stephon Gilmore, the best corner in the NFL, at some you know at some not too long ago, mm-hmm. and the the Seahawks are, or excuse me, the Patriots are playing incredibly well. It's just like when yeah. they traded. Uh, Richard Seymour all those years ago mm. and continue to be the best defense in the NFL. Like it's infuriating. I'm tired of Bill, but you know, this is Bill's payback. Yeah. I mean, people were losing it because Gilmore had a pick in the the Falcons game and it's like, Oh, he's back. And it's like, I, I think there's a reason that they moved on. Um, did you see the Fournette halftime speech that rallied the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to come back and beat the Colts yesterday? No, but I'm sad that I didn't get points for it on fantasy. Okay. Well, I got some some great news for you. I'm going to read what he said to the locker room. I was like, you have to have a will and a want, said Fournette, who rushed for 100 yards on 17 carries and added seven catches for 31 yards. Quote, you have to be willing to risk everything, play by play. You have to want to win. You have to want to fight each and every play. I think they understood that message and played their lights out. Um, when I read this, I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be awesome. I thought this was going to be really out there and weird. And uh, it is the a very cliche-laden uh, quote. Um, and apparently that inspired the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to uh, bounce back and get a big win against a very good Colts team now. 
What do you make of it? Would that have would that have jacked you up for a second half comeback against Indianapolis, Mr. Swords? Yeah. I think I'm easily excitable in motivational speeches. I think really? I am. Yeah, hold on. I, so hold on. We need to we need to get into this because you're in a professional office setting. So when you're in team meetings and stuff, are you the person oh, that gets people excited? How does that work? Yes, but I am also like I mean this sincerely. Like I don't work in sales anymore, but I used to work in sales and like mm-hmm. the little meetings that we'd have. Oh no. At the beginning, because we had like diff- districts and like t- you know you know like how's our district doing versus other ones Mm. like when when my district manager would like you know do the sports rallying cry (laughs) coach would i would be all about it i'd be like i'm gonna go be the best salesman that you've ever seen and like for like 30 seconds i love that you know how they talk about the difference between like by the way not that i need to be whatever this kind of uh insight to people but i love discipline versus motivation i do i I love it because I'm a discipline a, guy. That's a great example though, right? Yeah. Your motivation, yeah, I'm disciplined. It's our, this is why we no, work no, no, as a no, podcast. No, no. Complete opposite. Complete opposite. You think you're disciplined over motivation? Because I have to be, I oh. can't get things done through motivation. Hmm. Like, and I think that's, I don't think that's strange. I think that's everyone in life. Like in that situation, like those speeches, like I'll be motivated for mm. five minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe a couple hours, mm. but that motivation is gone. Right. I can't be motivated to go to the gym, but right. I have the discipline to know that I get up every morning, regardless of how I feel, I go to the gym. That's just what I do, right? And it's like you, you and then you start to see the benefits of it and all, all the physical health and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so in that context, I always get motivated by these kinds of speeches, but like they don't do anything long term. Well, mean, it's not about the long term. It's just it gets you pumped up, though. Right, but but I you know I I think I let me put it this way I think I could have maybe had a better speech than that. Um, yeah, have you ever I, given one in a team meeting? Have you ever done a pep pep talk? Oh yeah, I am the speech guy. Okay. In any in any situation. Have you done a best Have you done a best man wedding speech toast? I was at one of my friend's wedding who got married on early on when he was like twenty three or twenty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I emceed the wedding not because they not because they <laughs> asked me to, they asked me to, but basically they put the microphone in my hand and then as I like did the speech, oh like, no, Holy shit, everyone's loving this. Everyone right. just keeps going. How many white claws deep were you at this point? This was brother. This was a decade ago. They didn't okay. white claw didn't even exist. Mm. I think I was drink, drinking a Corona or a Bud Light or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like I am, I am the motivational speech guy, and I'm I, good at it. By the way, let me just say I'm fucking. I'm, I'm good at it. I like that. You're you're confident about it. Oh, absolutely. You're a believer. This is what you got to be. I, I I'm not that at all. Like I'm the exact opposite. I remember when I was growing up that like, um, because I come from a strong military family, and uh, it was just one of those things where they were like, Chase, you can't go in the military because they like they would try and fire me up immediately, and I would raise my hand and be like, so this doesn't make any sense, and here's why I'm not going to do this, and here's why that that does not work, and here's where you messed up in that speech, and then that would not go over well. So I, I was not built for those kinds of things. I was never a pep talk person. I was never, um, I don't know, I never needed needed that. I never was into it. So that's why I didn't join the military. While we're here, breaking mm-hmm. news. Okay. The Seahawks just drove the field down the ball to score a touchdown and went for the two-point conversion to tie the game with 17 seconds left and they failed oh the wow Seahawks lose <laughs> and to quote the late great kevin clark of the ringer not the late but the great i was gonna say he's not oh, wait you can't say late 
I'm just so used to it. But to quote the great Kevin Clark from The Ringer, this very much alive Kevin Clark. Never played in a normal game. Mm-hmm. Who? I mean, the Seahawks and the Vikings both don't. Like, we should just get them every other week. I want the Seahawks and the Vikings to play every other week. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Um. So can we cross off the Steelers after getting blown out by the Steelers or the the Bengals yesterday? That like this is over. Like the Ben Roethlisberger looked awful. They got absolutely cooked, cooked by Cincinnati, who have a very good point differential. And I I mean they're almost a, a lock for me to make the playoffs. Like Joey B, I remember you were you were talking a lot of smack about Mister Mister Herbert who no had a rough way. day. One 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 quarterback of our two guys no, sir, will be in the sir, playoffs. Sir, we, have, we have to talk about this fully right now. Okay. Live. The Seahawks just kicked an onside kick and recovered. <laughs> the Seahawks just, after failing on the two-point conversion, recovered an onside kick and now have the ball and need to drive 60 yards. What do you think? Do you think that they're going to do this? Do you think that? Because all they need is I think I'm not going to... I don't know how to break your heart. I think that you're behind me now. Good. What is going on? Tell me. There was a penalty. There's a penalty illegal, call. Illegal formation? Yeah. What does this mean? That they're not going to get the ball back. They lose. Or re-kick. Oh. Wow. No, a re-kick, man. Goodness gracious, the NFL. What? A, but anyways, that is hilarious to me. Absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, hey, shout out to Joey Bro. Mm. Shout out to the Cincy. Zach Taylor, man, people left him for dead, and they are... They have figured it out. They are vibing. I like their group. T. Higgins went off. Oak Ridge legend, Mr. T. Higgins. Shout out to him. Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Go Wildcats. Um... Can you walk through their position groups for me? Like, just like, what are your thoughts? Because obviously they draft mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. It was a big deal to draft them, you know, him over Panay Sewell. Nailed that one. How is team outside of the receivers playing? Joe Mixon's, I mean, he's been awesome for them too. Um, you have the offensive line, Jonah Williams, and uh, this, this secondary's good. Um they get pressure. I mean, they're just they're just solid. Like the the strength is still the offense, but they know it. Like when they're healthy on offense, I don't know how. Like they are a matchup nightmare with Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Burrow, and Mixon. Like that is just when they are healthy. When they have that collection of talent, like I don't know how you how you defend that. It's just they put so much pressure on the defense in different ways because uh, Boyd being the underneath guy, Higgins being the the all purpose guy, and uh, Chase being the deep threat that like I don't know man this is they're a sleeping giant like the the Bengals are coming and I think uh, they're evolving into one of the better teams in the AFC I feel vindicated about my my Bengals preseason love you're vindicated mm-hmm. just like uh, dashboard confessional dashboard confessionals you know what by the way you know what else is uh, speaking of Marvel movies mm-hmm. one of the greatest soundtracks of all time Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. 2 mm-hmm. What had vindicated on there? Right. Yeah. That's think, true. You know, that's just the t- I'll always go on that tangent. <laughs> you, always. We're like, oh my goodness. You were like they had uh the SNL uh dog dog park for men. They had you in mind for that. <laughs> that's what's happening here is what I'm learning. That was you. Marvel? Marvel? Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. 
You know what's funny is I actually have a good friend of mine uh, who, who I've actually spoken about on this podcast, his name mm. is Aaron. And we literally met at a comedy show, and because we were both like football, football, <laughs> Marvel, Marvel. Okay, best friends. Now you. Okay, we're best friends. <laughs> it's very true. Isn't it sad? Uh, Men are so dumb. Like we're just we're, we're so we're dumb. Dumb. We're simple. We are very simple, but it's just funny how we over. But like you really do have. Like when you get older, man. This is part of getting older that I've learned. It's just it's it's hard keeping up friendships when you're an older dude. Like, it's really hard to not uh, be a recluse and do your own thing and just be like, if you get in a serious relationship, you're 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 gone, man. It's so easy to disappear. That is so not true for me, at least. In my experience, that's definitely not the case. Interesting. But would you uh, say most of your friends follow that or do they follow? No, no. Two of my good friends are in relationships. We talk all the time. We go on trips together. So I, the one thing I will say that is maybe different about me compared to some other people is like me and my friends are... No, we make good money, but we spend money like idiots. And we always go on trips together, right? We're always, you know, wanting to come visit each other because everybody lives in pretty cool cities. Um, so we see each other all the time, you know, even though they, you know, just sleep. I mean, me and my best friend just got tattoos and he came here. We went to the Titans game. Mm. You know, he, he lives in, uh, he's moving to Denver, excited to start seeing Denver a lot because he lived there in you Salt go. Lake City and I did not like visiting there. <laughs> what a terrible town. Um, Wait, where did he live? Salt Lake City. Okay. Not a Salt Lake fan? It looks beautiful, though. It's beautiful, but it's tiny. Yeah. I mean, literally, he's like, here's the bar they have. There's <laughs> these, these three bars and the restaurant, and that's it. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, I think I think it is possible to stay in touch. I think it's when you have kids. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that, like, it's just, you. it happens without you noticing it. We're like... I, I can just, I don't know how to explain it, but for me, I think maybe, maybe part of it is I'm extrapolating this out for, for other people, but like for me, I'm just already an introvert and I don't know, like there was just something about like the, the comfort there for me where I'm just like, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm chilling. My dad's like this too. Yeah. I mean, I think I can definitely see that for me, like for me, I think you know, I'm always going to be a social person. I love seeing my friends, but I could definitely see having kids where you're like, all right, guys, that was fun, but we're done here. Right. right. That's like, kind of where I'm inching in my life. It's like, that's right. kind of like, a, it's just that uh, <laughs> we most, had a good most run. Adults need a kid. You saw the dog and you're like, this is a good enough reason for me. I'll take this. Yeah. Go guys. Got the dog. Wish I could. I talk to the yeah. dog more than I talk to any other person in my life right now. Other than me. Uh, I mean, more than, more than you. Like, Khalees oh, wow. the dog and I talk all day long. It's it's oh. dumb. Like, I'm going to have problems. Uh, it's a great dog, though. Khaleesi is a great dog. Shout out to Khaleesi the dog. dog. Very beautiful. Very fun. She got to go to Atlanta. Go see the, the Atlanta Braves National Championship banner outside of Truist. That was cool. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, Khaleesi the dog. Shout out to her. Um, Mr. Swords, next coach fired will be who? Next coach of who? Next coach will be fired will be who? In the NFL? In the NFL. It's got to be Nagy, right? I feel like Nagy's now safe because they're going to keep him safe in spite of the reports where they're like, oh, you thought we were going to fire him after Thanksgiving and make him coach on Thanksgiving just to fire him after? Joke's on you. We're keeping him throughout the rest of the year. I I think it's got to be Nagy. I mean, like, also, it should be Nagy. He deserves it. Mm. I I wonder. Okay. Do, 
so the Seahawks are collapsing right now. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter yet. As yeah, currently they're speaking. not firing Pete Carroll. There's no way. But hold on. DK Metcalf was wide open in the end zone. He completely misses him. Do we see maybe the team getting so toxic that Pete steps down? No. You never think you never want to entertain that with me. And I don't appreciate <laughs> Entertain that with me. I won't. He's, I... he's he's literally been around since the Bush administration. This man <laughs> is ancient. I'm talking like Bush Senior. He yeah, no, he's not going old. anywhere. Yeah, I, I I gathered that, but I mean, he's he looks younger and better, and I mean, the gum chewing hasn't slowed down a little bit. So okay, so you think? So I think Nagy. Who do you think? Who goes first? Oof. Um, I think Matt rules a distinct possibility. Um, I think Joe Judge would probably be my pick right now if I had to guess. Let's judge. Judge yeah. is probably my number one pick. Um, if I had to do they a top a clean house. Yeah. I, if I had to do my top three, I think it's Judge one. I'm gonna go Judge one, Zimmer two. Um, what about Fangio? So here's the thing about Fangio. You saw that just dominance and what he did to Herbert and Sertain having that great game, and the offense is still a mess. But like that defense is just something else, man. That dude knows defense. Doesn't matter what, how much the NFL changes. Vic Fangio. I wish there was a way because this happens in college, right? Where uh, Bud Foster will stay on with different coaching staffs at Virginia Tech. Um, that it's common that if it, you have a good defensive coordinator in place, they just stay on for the next coach. Um, you just pay him more money and they stay and like they work with the new coach. Like it, it's weird when it happens in the NFL, where like Everfluss, whatever, however you pronounce his last name, uh, the DC for the Colts. Uh, he stayed on even though McDaniels brought them all in and then McDaniels backed out the last second. So Reich ended up keeping him, but it was still kind of weird because he wasn't his guy. All that being said, I wish there was a way for Fangio to like swallow his pride and be like, all right, you're not a head coach. We've tried this, but you know defense better than anyone else in the NFL. Can you please stay on as a DC and we just hire an offensive mind to to do that? Because we we got you know what I mean. Like he's so but good. Like he should be fired, but he's also so good at that thing. So okay, I as a 49ers fan, I wish that we could hire Big Fangio as like a defensive consultant too. I mean, he's incredible. Yeah. I I don't mind if I am the Broncos and I see what he does with the defense. I think you have a conversation of, hey, we would like to bring in someone that we can groom to be a head coach, not with us, but bring in an offense coordinator that will be the you know the next head coach, right? Yeah. Um, maybe like uh, you know a, a Shanny guy, right? Like mm-hmm. our offensive coordinator right now, he's not actually calling plays; he ain't doing shit. So maybe he he's gaming you know, with you on Halo. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> uh, but maybe he you know actually goes and be's an actual offensive coordinator like. You know, and, and goes to the the Broncos, and then then maybe he's ready for to be a head coach. Um, but if I'm the Broncos, I'm going to go. Okay, Vic, here's the deal. We're going to give you the opportunity to go get your quarterback, whoever that is. Is that mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers? Is it Russell Wilson? Is it a draft? Whoever it is, but let him get a quarterback. You can't really judge him with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Not fair. Not when the defense is playing this well. Okay, that's fair. 
but we'll see. I don't know if he's going to make it because guess what? Patton didn't hire him. He's they have a new administration there, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, are you ready to do our games? Our pick them for, this, for this? I episode? have them ready to go. I'm proud of you, man. Good for you. All right, Cowboys and Saints. I think you know. Who Taysom knows? Hill. Who he's knows? starting. Right. He just got paid again. Uh, the Cowboys won't have their coach in this one. COVID. Yeah, he tested positive. They have a COVID outbreak in there. Uh, Mari Cooper not vaccinated. Um, they have some problems all across the board. They're just not healthy. Um, they're fine. Like the Cowboys have a great point differential. Their offense is still one of the best in the NFL. Their defense has been improved. Like I'm nervous about them come playoff time, but like it's still going to be a mess getting through this week. I think this is the kind of bounce back situation for New Orleans. Give me the Saints here. I'm okay. I'm extremely interested in this game. I am so excited with Cowboys losing games. It makes me, you know, I'm a 49ers fan. It makes me happy just right. watching the Seahawks lose. That said, Some I don't know. just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, you know, we're just my enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I can take the Saints here. I think I'm going to still go the Cowboys. And I always like that we have some head-to-heads. Yeah. Where are we um, going next? But now we're going to the Colts and Texans, which is like, what a sad game. For all parties involved, but I think the Colts win this, right? Yeah, they needed a bounce that, back. Yeah, although the Texans look a little bit better with Tyrod. The Texans, I think, are better than the Jaguars. Is that a take? Is that a strong take? No, no, no. That's an easy thing. Easy thing to say. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna go Evan with the the Colts. I'm assuming you're gonna follow suit. Is that correct? Yes. Lions Seven and Vikings. And six, yeah. Man, again, the Lions play a tough game and lose did they win no they didn't win no they've no, tied they're 0 and 10 they, and 1 they should have beaten the bears this past week yes they gave it away at the end oh that's right it was a tie um or the yeah yeah, yeah. do they beat the the vikings or do no. the vikings just steamroll them the the vikings stay at 500 shout out to them oh. they're they're consistent do you know their point differential is they're plus five they're 281 points for 276 against I think the Lions have scored the least amount of points offensively this year. I could be wrong. I think they have. Uh, let me do it. Yep, they are. Oh, Jaguars and Texans are the only ones below them. Texans have scored the least amount of points in the NFL. Okay, that makes sense. So, okay, that's fine. Uh, this will be the saddest. I, I don't even want to <laughs> I don't want to be near a TV if this is on. The Giants and Dolphins, who you got? Oh, goodness. Uh the Dolphins have quietly won four straight. They're going to the playoffs. They've righted the ship. They'll be six and seven after this one. Um, the AFC East, man, getting a little tasty. Seven and four Bills, eight and four Pats, six and seven now Dolphins. I uh, I like this Dolphins team suddenly. Uh, Jalen Waddle coming into his own. Two is healthy. Give me the Dolphins here. Okay. Okay. I, can, I think I can agree with you. I don't think I could ever uh, consider the, the Giants to win a game here, so... I'll go. With, I'll go. Agree with you there. Falcons. Bucks. What a game uh, for the uh, is... forty nine for the for the Bucks to bounce back, huh? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't like this. Uh, so give me the Bucks. I think blow them out. I think this is another another blowout situation. This is bad. Uh, this is not what you wanted to see after the Jags. Um, no. The the Bucks did some stuff. They'll score way too much. The Falcons are going to play an anemic offense this week. The Falcons defense still really sucks. Um, but you know we play your Niners in two weeks. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I love that. Yeah. The, the podcast divided. 
Yeah, man. You know, I I almost went out to the the ten, uh, the Titans game. Mm-hmm. Um, which I obviously will not be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, three weeks from now, but my. My, did I absolutely, uh, I wish I, I wish I could go watch a football game with you. That would be fun. That would be fun, man. We'll make it happen. We will make it happen at some point. We will make it happen, sir. Next year when the, when the Niners play the Falcons in the playoffs. Ooh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, where are we going next? Uh, we're going to go to Jets and Eagles. By the way, with this win tonight mm. from the Washington football team, the Seahawks will now be giving, at this point, the Jets, the number four overall pick. Congratulations. Great work oh, yeah. all around. What do you think? Do you think uh, Robert Sala takes a quarterback? No. Anyways, who do you got? I'm going to go Eagles. I'm going Eagles too, but the Eagles are just the weirdest team to, to gamble on week after week. I have no idea. I, I'm going to guess they don't. Like, the Eagles cannot lose to the Giants and uh, the Jets in back-to-back weeks. You can't do it. You can't. You just can't. So give me, give me the Eagles. Cool. And then well, you know we can move through these because not not all of these are that interesting. But mm-hmm. uh, Bears and Cardinals. I think we both take the Cardinals because uh, Kyler's back, back, right? Kyler should be back, I believe. Rumors swirling though around Cliff's uh, interest in OU, but I think he's just using that for leverage for Absolutely. a long term deal uh, in Arizona. Talk about a a, a, a podcast divided. Hmm. Right, this is the real one, right? Is Chargers, it? Bengals. Oh my goodness! Wait, you didn't get my pick for the last one. Yeah, we were taking the Cardinals. Okay, we're okay. We're taking the Cardinals. Yeah, Chargers, Bengals. This is going to be the best great. quarterback in the NFL versus Joe Burrow. Okay, that's enough. Um, the the Bengals are winning this game, and they're winning oh, it comfortably. I think the I think the Chargers win this game for sure, and I'm not just saying that either. What Chargers have you seen from the Chargers the last two weeks? Uh, exactly. I think they're due for a bounce back. You can you. you and I mean this. I'm not just saying this. Justin Herbert is too good to oh, play no. poorly for this long. I mm. mean that. I think that what the the game plan for for the the Chargers has been abysmal, and you you can't screw up for that long. So I'm I'm looking for a bounce back. I think it's going to be a fun football game, and I think it'll probably go to the end. Okay. Give me the Bengals. And, and then uh, Rams and Jaguars. <laughs> The Rams desperately needed this. Don't They've they? lost three like, straight, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Matt Stafford, by the way, is uh, nine and seventy by playing teams with the winning record in the NFL now. That's incredible. Nine and seventy. So hmm. this is basically, if anybody of our of our listeners are Dragon Ball Z fans, this okay. is the equi- of equivalent of taking a Sensubi. Right, I like, don't. I don't get the reference, but I appreciate it. So, a sense of being in. Oh Dragon no, he's Ball gonna Z, explain it. No, yeah. no, it's super easy. Super okay. Easy. No matter how beat up, how weak, how, how damaged, literally, no, you could be almost dead. You, you eat a sense of being full health, full uh-huh. restoration, and I think that's what's happening here. They are down three games. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Matt Stafford right now has thrown five touchdowns and five interceptions in the last three games. Mm. They're zero and three. I think this is the bounce back, right? They're playing the the Jaguars, the worst team in the NFL. Okay, I think they bounce back too. I mean, this they have real, real problems. As someone who just watched sixty minutes of the Jags this week, they are Laquan Treadwell is a big part of their offense. Let me put it that way. Yeah, that's all we really need to talk about at this point. Um, Raiders, 
Washington football team. These are kind of similar, aren't they? Raiders, a crazy fight and multiple suspensions and just some insanity at the end of that Raiders uh, Cowboys game. But yeah, the Raiders are just incredibly difficult to to pinpoint at this point. But um, I guess I'm going to go Raiders here. Oh, I'm going to go Raiders too. I just I, I I can't get behind Tyler Heineke and the the football team. No football. Uh, Ravens and Steelers. This is an interesting football game. Do they finally bench Ben Roethlisberger? <sighs> it's insane that they don't. I mean, he shouldn't have been brought back anyway. Like this is like them just keeping this thing going this long is just sad, and it's just <sighs> I don't understand it. Like there were other options, and people can just be like, "Oh, what?" Else? Like no, there were there were other alternatives. They could have been active in different ways. Like this was not something they had to do. They did not have to uh, end it this way uh, for Big Ben and Pittsburgh. And you don't owe Big Ben anything. Um, I don't know. What, wh- where are you leaning on this one? I yo, know, I think the the Ravens are gonna beat the Steelers. You know, the Steelers have been playing well in spite mm-hmm. <laughs> of Ben Roethlisberger for a while now. Lamar so. struggled though of late. He has, but I still think at the end of the day, if it's Lamar versus Ben, I'm taking Lamar. That's fair. I'm going Ravens too. Would that put them at nine and three. I don't think it's going to be a uh, like a barn burner, right? Yeah, like, I think this is going to be a low scoring, ugly game, and I think the Ravens win. Man, the Ravens, the Ravens don't feel like a great nine back. and three team, right? Like they just don't no. feel like a great Super Bowl contender to me at the moment. I don't feel but good about again, them. Nobody does. Bengals feel good. Ugh. <laughs> 49ers Seahawks. Do I finally get to watch my 49ers? Do, do the 49ers get to literally put a nail in the coffin of this franchise? Oh, no. I, I'm concerned. Is the podcast off if the Seahawks win this next week? Oh, no. I'll definitely want to scream and yell okay. on the podcast. But the, the no swearing rule is absolutely <laughs> off. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot promise you anything. Uh, where are you watching this game at? What is the viewing situation going to be for this one? Are you going to be around other people just in case? Well, so first and foremost, I will be in Portland. Okay. So I'll probably be around some 49ers fans. That's good. But I, but I might be around some Seahawks fans. Uh-oh. City. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, you know, listen, I'm six foot one, 195 pounds. I will beat the latte-sipping Patagonia-wearing. Oh, no socks off of any Seahawks fan. That- Wait, what's wrong with lattes in Patagonia? I'm a big fan of both. I, you know, I understand that, but you grew up in the South, so right. instead, a Falcons fan, you probably would have, honestly, dude, I could absolutely see you living in Seattle and being a person that does very well in Seattle. Uh, you just don't have the smugness that comes from growing up in Seattle. I would love to be on the Northwest Coast. I think eventually, like, for my sports sanity, Evan, like, I need the West Coast, I think. Like, you guys have it so good and you don't understand having never lived in the East coast that like sports wrapping up for you at like eight o'clock is incredible. Well, that it starts sport, first but, thing yeah, in the yeah. morning is amazing. No, 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 absolutely. I would never, I would never wish East coast sports times on anyone. It's horrible. Like it's insanity to me that football games could, over at 11 30 at night like right you have monday night football just wrapping up here a little after eight and you're like oh i got the whole night still ahead of me yeah i'm gonna play some video games yeah you know, I, i'm gonna maybe shower 
uh, you know. Might go to Home Depot. Don't know if I have time. Right, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond. Who knows? Who knows mm-hmm. if there's enough time? <laughs> I'm going to take the 49ers, sir. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you will also take the 49ers. I'm going to take the 49ers as well, yeah. Broncos and Chiefs. Ooh, sneaky interesting. Because um, Patrick Mahomes still isn't necessarily back. I think the defense has been the, the key for the Chiefs bounce back to this point. Um, the Broncos defense is firing on all cylinders and they just ruined Justin Herbert Sunday. So, um, I would take, I'm going to take the chiefs to get five straight here, but I do think Mahomes has a terrible day and this is a low scoring, uh, close game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. Finally, Mm -hmm. Bill's Patriots. Is this Monday night or Sunday night? I believe this might be Monday night since it's the last game. Okay, wait, so that's the Sunday night game is Broncos-Chiefs? Huh? Yeah. Hmm, don't like that. Uh, They need to flip those. Uh, And you said, who is it on Monday night this week? Bills-Patriots. Bills-Patriots. Ooh, this is going to be good. I hope this is a Manning cast one. Um, I would love that. Give me, you know what? I'm going to say the Bills bounce back. I'm going to say the Bills, who I still believed in before the season. I think, like I had Bills Browns in the AFC title game this year. Give me the Bills to get back on track here and get regained first place in the AFC East. I think this is the, the team that ends the win streak. They have so much to prove. They're angry at the Pats coming out of nowhere. The Mac Jones love affair. Bill Belichick is back. Josh Allen hasn't been an MVP type player to this point this year. They got him been forgotten about a little bit. Give me, give me the Bills to reassert themselves in the AFC East. The Bills are my Super Bowl pick from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I everything you just said, I would be so happy if it were true. Oh and no, just, you're going the other way. Still going to take the Patriots, and you know why? Mm. It's Bill Belichick in a division game. Mm. I can't bet against that guy, especially not when they're on this type of roll. You can bet against him in Miami. I do agree. This is going, you know, it's going to come crashing down a little bit, right? The expectations are really high in New England. That said, I will be taking Patriots here. And, uh, yeah, that that comeback tour for the Bills is not ready yet. Okay. Do we hit everything? Oh, we, we hit everything, sir. We hit everything. Mr. Swords, do you have any departing wisdom for the good folks so you wrap up here late on a monday yeah man uh don't be a fan of the seahawks and <laughs> always choose discipline over wisdom dis why, why not both oh motivation i'm listen it's 8 48 but i feel like it's 11 hold on just to be clear are you complaining that it's a little late for you at 8 43 when i'm doing What's this at oh. midnight my time once again, I, I don't know if you heard me. I said, I know it's 848 here, but I feel... No, you can't right. have that caveat at the beginning and then go through with that statement. The, that, yeah, the caveat should tell you that you should not go through that statement with the my person point, on the other side. Uh-huh. My point is that <laughs> there's no reason for me to be tired because it's right. 848, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's you know, your time right now, and that's because I'm washed. Okay. Well, it's also because you get up super early. I actually cooked a bunch of salmon, vegetables, and rice right before this podcast. Um, I think I've yeah, 
took it all out of me, right? Oh, I just thought you forgot to take it out and you were about to burn your apartment down. I thought that was that that, that thought, that process there. Okay. No, the rice is chilling. The vegetables are chilling. How many days worth did you do that? What's your meal prep sitch? Do you do six Uh, days, uh, three days? No. How long does fish last? Salmon doesn't last that long, so I'll probably eat this salmon probably by tomorrow or latest Wednesday. But I also remember I'm leaving to Portland on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, midday, and I come back here Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, how long does it take the... you to cook salmon? Mm. I like to bake, so I like to olive oil, put mm-hmm. some lemon on top, some pepper, spices, etc., a little bit of garlic, um, salt. Excuse me, and then I do four twenty or four fifty for like about nine minutes and fifty seconds, and then I just kind of look at it afterwards. And usually, I'll just turn the oven off while it's in there and let it cool down, and then pull. Hmm. Okay. I need. I want to cook more fish, but I'm always terrified of making my own fish and getting sick. Fish is the one thing I'm terrified of making myself. Because if you don't uh, well, do it you know, right, you're so getting sick. Remember. Uh, the West Coast is is salmon country, right? So I don't know. Is it salmon country? I didn't know that. Yeah, Oregon is like renowned salmon. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Oregon salmon is like the best in the country. Okay. I had red snapper on Friday. I don't even know what that even means. <laughs> like, what did you just call me? Red who? <laughs> red snapper is pretty good. So. There you go. Mr. Swords, what do the good people do as we we wrap up late on this Monday night? What do they do? Do you have the energy to sum? Do you have the energy to summon? Absolutely. This bit? I mean, we do the same thing that we always do, and especially when mm-hmm. it comes uh, to the celebration that is watching the the imploding of the Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, uh, Dan Schneider, and mm-hmm. Pete Carroll. We are celebrating tonight mm-hmm. by. Not celebrating losers, mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks, but winners like Chase Thomas and the Chase Thomas podcast and how we celebrate it's by going in and giving a five-star review. Right. Because when we celebrate winners, mm-hmm. we do it for what for what they do day in, day out. When they show up and they give it their all, mm-hmm. not like the Seattle Seahawks. They don't do that. Play, they're not giving their all. They're, they're, yeah, they're playing terrible. Right. And we don't celebrate that. We're not going to go give the Seahawks a five-star review. Why would we do that? They're playing awful. They're exactly. Floating. We don't celebrate that. But what we do is we celebrate the Chase Thomas podcast as he shows up every single day, gives 100% every single day. Mm, mm, mm. If I, to be honest with you, like if I'm being really honest, if I'm like sitting here breaking bread with you and uh, all these listeners, my favorite people on earth, mm. if I'm calling anyone Mr. Unlimited, it's Chase Thomas. <laughs> it certainly ain't Russell Wilson. Unlimited amount of stars for Mr. Unlimited himself, Chase Thomas. I like it. Maybe that's another branding opportunity. Mr. Unlimited. Please, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. No? Okay. Just run, just run the clip. Just, <laughs> just, just leave it at that. I'll stick to Sports Renaissance Man. <laughs> Mr. Evan Swords. Uh, Always a pleasure. Oh, jinx as we wrap up here. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.